Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, if you don't know, um, and I do a podcast about Navigating Preteen Ministry. It's pretty straightforward, but I'm glad that you are here today. Today is going to be a good one. Um, it might be a little bit short for you guys, sorry. You're not going to get a full 20 minutes, but you know what? I'm glad you guys are listening, and I hope you guys can take something away from today. Now, before that, we always have our shout-out. As a reminder, I'm not like you know like officially sponsored by these people. They're just resources that I think are really great. And this one goes to the Kids Matter magazine. It comes out once a quarter, and it is like I look forward to the quarter every single year because I get this great, great magazine. If you think my podcasts are helpful even in the slightest, imagine like 20 little podcasts stuffed into a magazine full of other great information and ideas and inspiration. Guys, it is a must have if you do not have it. And it's not like a million dollars. It's super cheap. So go check it out. I'm going to link that down below for you guys. Um, Make sure that you get the next uh, copy that comes out because it is great, great quality. And for today's story, everybody, I wanted to jump into um, just what I've been doing in my ministry area. Recently, I have uh, realized, and kind of what this podcast is, is that uh, some of my environment needs some work. I need to put in some added work into my environment in order to create a more um, conducive environment for my ministry. So today we're going to jump into that um, and talk about some of the ways uh, that you may be, some of the things you may be missing in your environment and some ways that we can improve upon that. So like I said, I've been working on my environment, what it looks like, how it feels in the room. Um, And I come from this, if you don't know from a perspective of, uh, I claim it as a semi-mobile church. Um, Our church is also a community center. Um, and so throughout the week, uh, what I use for my four, five, six preteens gets used by local businesses, people having birthdays, etc. And so everything that I have goes in and out each week. Um, and so this is going to depend on your environment. If you're mobile, if you're stationary, if you got whatever. Um, I say semi-mobile because we have our closets that we pull things in and out of. So it's like, you know, we're not actually backing in the trailer each week. Um, but oh, some days it feels like it. But anyways, um, so today uh, we're going to discuss how we can um, grow our ministry area, the environment we have. What are we missing, okay? And the first thing, guys, that um, I think a lot of us miss, and I know I have for sure, is structure within your ministry environment. Um, I say this, um, and any of you guys who are working with kids or preteens know that um, in the last few years, things have gotten crazier and crazier. Um, I live by the philosophy of worst possible outcome. It's a it's a little hidden law I've created that if you put a group of students, especially between the ages of like 8 and 12 in a room, they will find the worst possible scenario to create within that room. Even if it's an empty room, they will play the worst possible game or they will, you know, you've experienced it. You walk in and you think, why... Why is this your first choice? Why is this in your brain? You know, you know what I'm talking about? So when I say structure, I mean you have an environment that has um, specifically tailored structuring to allow students to focus the energy that they have into something. Um, So what I mean for me is that my environment is structured in four different corners, okay? So for me, um, in one corner, I have coloring um, and Legos. That's my artistic corner. That's my structure there. So a student that wants to output their artistic, whatever their feelings, um, it's kind of a calmer, it's away from all the games. And so it's a bit of a calmer space for my students. Um, another, uh, thing about my environment, it is all one. We do worship, we do games, we do, um, message, everything in one big room. So I have one corner that has 
um, artistic stuff, coloring and, and markers and pencils and Legos, where students can do that. Um, and then in another corner, I have Gaga Ball, which is where all my you know energetic guys are there every week, smacking around the ball. Um, on the other side of that, I have video games for my um, video game connoisseurs. I've got those set up. And then in my last one, I've got games, you know, Apples to Apples, uh, Connect Four, etc. Um, and all of these are structured specifically to tailor to a certain audience um, and allow students who are feeling a certain way to be in that area. And what this structure does is allows the kids to have a lot of energy to go burn it on Gaga Ball without disturbing the kids that want to color. And the kids that want to color aren't mixed in with the kids playing, you know, Slamwich and smacking the table every 10 seconds, right? Um, so I have a structure specifically in mind for my ministry area that allows students to um, divert wherever they need to. So for your ministry area, what is your structure? What's the intentionality behind it? And that's what we're getting to. Our second point, guys, is intentionality within the ministry. I talked about structure. Um, another thing about that is intentionality, intentionally creating an environment um, that allows students to um, go out. And so this is really just building upon the structure, right? I created the structure to intentionally tailor to students and their needs. Um, and intentionality also comes to what you have there. Um, what you have in your ministry area is important. Um, for me, intentionality means having something that every single student, no matter what walk of life, no matter what environment they come from, no matter what experience they have in the world, they can connect, right? A student can play Gaga Ball, and maybe not every student can play Gaga Ball. And if those students can't play Gaga Ball, they can either color, they can build Legos, they can uh, play a game with a leader, they can play video games, right? I have this intentionally set up to make sure that no student comes into the room and feels like they cannot connect, right? I have a large group game like Gaga Ball um, so that students can't be excluded, right? It's not playground rules. It's not draft picks or whatever, right? It's not somewhere where a student can be picked last or be left out or be sitting on the bench. I have a game that everyone can play because I want everyone to feel welcome within my environment. Number three, guys, is relevance. What you have in your game in your environment needs to be relevant as well, okay? Um, and a lot of us come from different church backgrounds, and so that looks different for us. The culture that we live in looks different for us, right? Um, and and as a relevance, um, because I mean, relevance is subjective, honestly. For me, um, relevance when I'm thinking of that means I have games that tailor to the age group that I'm looking for, right? Um, my the, the ministry above me, 78, is going to have different games that are relevant for their students, right? They've got ping pong out there. My fourth and fifth graders want to just hit each other with the ping pong paddles. I've tried this before. It does not work well. Um, they have more um, mature games. And then uh, once you move up to the high school ministry, you know, they're playing basketball down there. They're they're doing whatever. Uh, my fourth, fifth, and sixth graders are not, not doing that. That is just not where they're at yet. And so make sure you have relevant stuff and also um, updated stuff, right? Maybe it's time to update some of those old beat-up games. Maybe it's time to bring in a video game system. Maybe it's time to do whatever um, because we want students to come into the environment of your ministry and feel welcome and not feel stiff, right? Not feel like they have to, um, you know, kind of conceal or, or shrink up, right? Um, when a student walks into our ministry, our first impression, our first few minutes are vital for a student to feel welcome. So make sure you have stuff that will draw a student of any background that is relevant. Um, and like I said, relevant is subjective because I have both the Nintendo Switch and a Nintendo uh, 
Nintendo Entertainment System, like console, and students love both, okay? So don't think that you have to have the newest and coolest gadget. You just have to have a way to connect to students um, that is relevant for them. Number four, guys, something you may be missing in your ministry is space. If you're anything like me, you've got a relatively um, constricted space to work with. Um, maybe you have your own ministry environment. Maybe you've got this huge, awesome environment, and that is great. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of us run into space issues. Um, and that is one of the things that is trickiest in ministry to solve, is how do you deal with a space issue, right? It's not... Like, you know, your church is usually not sitting on multi-million dollars to just kind of build out and expand your kids' ministry area specifically, right? Normally, um, your kids' ministry is kind of lower on the totem pole, you know? Um, so, what do you do when you don't have enough space? Um, and my best answer to that um, is, is, I mean, it's it's figure your way around it, right? Um, we are kids' ministers, which means we are everything, right? We are novice carpenters. We are um, creative cardboard builders. We are planners. We are schedulers. We are creative artists. We do all of these things. And so we have to figure out how we can create a space that is small, make it feel big, um, and invite students into that space. So like I said, my environment, my space is one big open area. So for me, I had to think, how can I create um, a little bit of a uh, space, quote-unquote, within my ministry. Um, and the thing that I discovered is we've got these large banners for our ministry, and I've started using those to section off my room, and so it feels more like you're in a different environment when you step over from the gaga ball pit and you step over to the video games. You've got a barrier there, you've got some some mental, and, and it just adds room in the area that, that, you know, goes back to the structure and allows me to structure that room. So in your space, what can you do to create more of a welcoming, um, structured, and open environment? Um, number four, guys, and this goes back to structure and intentionality, but having goals within your environment, right? Um, I structure and intentionally create my environment for, um, for for specific purposes, uh, and I've and I've said those already. But my goal within my environment is to have a student walk in and feel comfortable in one area or another. Right? I want a student to be able to say, you know, I don't really feel like jumping into this Gaga ball pit full of sweaty fifth graders, um, and I don't know, I don't really play video games, but you know what? I don't mind building Legos. I want them to go over there and be able to do that. Um, and then the secondary goal, goal, right, is for my leaders. And that alludes to the final point, guys, is one thing that your environment might be missing is leaders to engage students. That's one thing I've noticed biggest in my ministry. Um, and it's something I'm, I'm personally working through. I don't know if you guys get, like, the spring craze, but, you know, like, spring hits and, like, half your volunteers just ditch. They got lacrosse, baseball, golf, tennis, everything just storms up. Um, so I'm working on that. And I've noticed when you don't have leaders in the room, your environment gets more and more hectic, right? Because there's not leaders engaging students into something. And so, like I said, worst possible scenario, these students are going to start creating their own whatever they want. And it's going to be crazy. So make sure that you have leaders in there. Um, and like I said, leaders have a goal too, and that is to connect with students, um, which is once again, why I like to have something for every student to be able to use in that area, because a leader can and then connect using those things, right? A student doesn't want to play Gaga Ball. They don't like coloring their Legos. But you know what? They don't mind a Mario Kart. And so a leader can load up Mario Kart, 
play a few rounds, and get to talk with a student who goes from a shelled, you know, kind of quiet, reserved student to someone who now has a leader that they know. Um, maybe they make a friend or two while playing, uh, you know, Mario Kart, and then next thing you know, you've got a student who is involved in the ministry. Um, and uh, we, we, I say all this, right? I talk about your environment, and I talk about structure and intentionality and space and all of that specifically to tailor to the presentation of the gospel, right? Um, all of this is not to have the best ministry. It is not to have the best space. It is not to put on the coolest things, to have the most up-to-date systems or whatever. It is so a student can come into an environment and want to come back because when a student comes back, they hear the message again. And when a student comes back, a parent comes back, right? We don't realize sometimes that student ministry is just as much parent ministry um, because if a student's at church, a parent's at church. And so I want you to know that this doesn't come out of the heart of, you know, creating a cool environment. It comes out of the heart of spreading the gospel um, because that is why we are all here. So, guys, figure out where you need to work out. Right. What needs to grow in your ministry? Um, is it your structure, your intentionality, the relevance of your stuff, the space, the goals, the leaders? What is it in your ministry that needs to grow and how can you tackle that? Um, I always try and give a very practical podcast because I don't want you guys walking away feeling good. I want you guys walking away with something to put on your to-do list. So figure out one thing in your ministry that you can update this Sunday um, and just try it out. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm going to see you guys Monday for our nugget. Later.